0: Welcome to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner, an author, ordained minister, and father of three. Dr. Turner has pastored, held multiple ministry leadership roles, and currently serves as the Mission USA Administrator of the Congregational Holiness Church. In each episode, we'll dive into different aspects of discipleship, sharing personal stories and experiences, as well as insights and teachings from the Bible. Our hope is that this podcast will serve as a source of encouragement and inspiration for all who listen, whether you're a seasoned Christian or just beginning your journey of faith. So, Grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join Dr. Matthew Turner on this journey of discipleship.
1: When Jesus called Peter and Andrew in Matthew four nineteen, he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. When Jesus spoke to them about becoming something, becoming a fisherman of men, I wonder if they had to ask themselves, well, how, how am I going to become that? What's the process that's going to take place that's going to help me to leave what I was and become what God wants me to be? Well, the answer was, and still is today, time with Jesus. That's the answer of how we become who God wants us to be, is we have to spend time with Him. And if you really want to sum it up in just one word, the word is discipleship. Time with Christ. Time with our Father, the one who created us. Time where he can put his hands on us, speak to us, mold us, and make us into the person that he wants us to be. We need to be discipled. Hello, my name is Dr. Matthew Turner, and I'm so grateful that you have joined this episode with me on Discipleship Now as we look at the second part of me introducing my newest resource, Discipleship Journey. And as I talked about in the first episode, this resource is mainly for pastors and leaders, ministers, um, anybody who is a leader in a church that has never thought about before, how do I put a discipleship program together? What's the process? What are the things I need to think about? How do I put a discipleship program together that will be beneficial to people and that will help them grow closer to the Lord. I talk about this right at the beginning of the book because I I want it, I want it to be known that I realize there are many 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 resources out there that teach this very thing about how to disciple people and how to put together a program and I certainly am not saying that I think this is the best way. I just simply think this is a way, that one could put together a program that will bless people and that will benefit people, and it's not just the theory. These the steps that are are that is contained within discipleship journey. I actually put into practice when I pastored in Piedmont, Alabama, and we saw a lot of wonderful things take place. We grew uh, our numbers. We uh, were growing our Sunday morning services. were at a it was at a high that it had never been before, but more importantly, just than just the numbers in the pews, we saw spiritual growth that we had not seen before. And so, I know that these particular steps will will be a blessing to you. And furthermore, and again, I talk about this in the book. This this the steps that are included in discipleship journey are certainly not meant to be the absolute authority on. On discipling other people. This God, and that's truly what it is, this God is meant to be a help to you and to be a a starting point, a jumping off point, if you will, for the Holy Spirit to speak to you and to to begin to move in your life and speak in your heart about what is best for your ministry context. And I pray and I believe that he will, the, the Spirit will begin to speak to you as you open up your heart and ask the Lord to help you to disciple others. One of the things I thought about as I was putting this together is, is Jesus called the disciples to fish. Well, well, how are our people, the people who, who you and I lead, if you're a ministry leader in any type of way, how are they going to fish? How are they going to receive the tools in order to do what God has called them to do? And again, uh, uh it, the answer is time with Jesus. The answer is discipleship, spending time with Him, and so discipleship journey breaks down this program into seven steps. And I don't know don't don't get don't get too upset with me. Seven steps—that's a lot of steps. Well, I promise you that they are seven for a reason. And really, when I began putting this together, I didn't think a whole lot about it, but we do know that seven is the number of completion or perfection. And so I I do believe that, the, that this program is a complete program that can help you from start to finish to be prepared to disciple others. And so the book is broke down into really three sections. It begins with what is called the need, and it really just briefly goes into why we disciple others. So it, it gives a great deal of scripture, and then it also gives some other resources or and quotes from, from other learned men and women who have written about this subject and who really are challenging to me, and I think they'll be challenging to you as well. And so it starts with the need, and then the second section of this book is called the approach, and the approach is where you find the seven steps. So really, the approach is the meat of this small book. It's where... You find exactly how you should lay out your discipleship journey, based upon this book anyways, how you should lay it out, and it goes into detail helping the reader from start to finish how to walk through those steps. And then it ends with uh, with the third section, which is called the resources. And it's in that section that each step is detailed on the things that are needed in order to complete that step. And so it will make much more sense as we kind of go through it and as well, especially if you get your own copy. And speaking of that, let me just remind you that you can purchase a copy of Discipleship Journey on Amazon, just go to Amazon and you could type in Discipleship Journey and the subtitle is A Discipleship Program Guide or you could just type in my name, Matthew Turner and you'll be able to find not only this particular book, but also my other book, Follow Him, is is available on Amazon as well. But I want to just briefly, in this episode, just go through the seven steps, and there's no way that I could go through them in full detail in this particular episode, so I hope that you will avail yourself to your own copy um, of Discipleship Journey. I think it'll be a blessing, and even if you are not a... Leader within a church, you could purchase one and gift it to your pastor, your youth pastor, or leader within your church, and I think it will be a blessing to them as well. But the seven steps of this program or this journey is found in the approach section of the book. And the seven steps are this number one, prayer, number two, partnership, number three, logistics, number four, recruitment, number five, training. Number six, serving and number seven, community. And it begins with the first step, obviously, is, is as I mentioned, is prayer. And this is um, I know that when you think about prayer, you think, well, of course, you've got to pray, and yes, you have to pray. And it is so crucial that time that you begin something that you begin it with prayer, you will never waste time praying for God's favor. And for His help to do what He's called you to do. As a matter of fact, prayer is certainly our lifeline. It's where we where we gain strength from. Is when we go into the presence of the Lord and we ask the Lord to help us. And I I quote my pastor in in this book because he says it often, and it is it's it was really profound the first time I heard it, and and to me it's always been profound. But this is what he says: He says we can do a lot of things besides pray. But we cannot do anything until we pray. And I just love that so much because it is so true. We can do a whole lot of things besides pray. But you will never be able to do anything of any significance until you first begin with prayer, until you bathe that issue or the, or that, that program or the, whatever you're beginning, until you bathe that in prayer. You'll never be able to do anything of any significance. And we see this in the life of Jesus. And this is something that has been so important to me is that we look at the life of Jesus and allow his example to be our guide. And so Discipleship Journey really follows the example of Jesus and how he taught his disciples. And he certainly was a man of prayer. Over 40 times in scripture do we see that it is actually listed that Jesus prayed in some sort of way, whether he prayed out loud in front of other people or whether he, he went away privately and prayed, but Jesus was a person of prayer. And beloved, if he prayed, then why in the world would we ever think that we don't have to pray? We need to pray. And certainly as we begin this um, program, or you begin the program and this journey, setting up this journey, you must pray. And in uh, Discipleship Journey, I give a couple of examples of the way that Jesus prayed. And, and again, I hope you grab a copy so you can get in the weeds and into the details of how Jesus prayed. I think there's a great sermon just right here following the way that Jesus prayed. He prayed for his disciples, he prayed for direction, and he prayed for durability. And, and there's so many other ways that Jesus prayed as well. Those are just three. And those three can definitely help you and be a guide to you as you pray about your discipleship journey the second step is partnership and and really where this where this falls into uh, into your life and your context is this is where you partner with those in your local church or in your local ministry that you know that you need to come alongside you and help you prepare and help you plan your discipleship journey this this uh, step cannot be overstressed You cannot do it on your own. You cannot do it on your own. You need others around you to help you disciple others. Jesus used other people. He used stories. He used all kinds of things, objects, to teach lessons and to help him disciple those who followed him, and so do you. You need help, and so we need help from the Lord, and we also need help from others, so partner with people. And I mentioned how that partnership partnership is essential in implementing your discipleship journey. You must meet with your church leadership. You must meet with deacons or elders or whoever it might be within your church that's going to help you. You need partners. And then the third step is logistics. And this is where you begin to write down, okay, how are we going to do this? Where are we going to do this? What is the material we're going to be using? All of the logistical things that you need for your discipleship program or your discipleship journey need to be listed in your logistics step. And uh, it goes into detail a great deal uh, in discipleship journey about the logistics. And so when you, when it comes to serving, what are you going to be serving? And are you going to go out in the community and what are you going to be doing and all of these things? And, uh, this is a great place to also mention that within Discipleship Journey, there is a QR code that you can scan and there's a free resource on how uh, to to organize your discipleship journey. When I was just talking about these steps and we're just, you know, popping one off the other, off the other, and you're like, you know, your head can kind of start spinning. But if you will get your, your journey organized, it will help you to know, okay, step-by-step what to do. And I have a free resource that's available to you, to the reader, but you got to purchase a copy in order to have that resource because the QR code is inside the book. But then the fourth step is recruit. And this is where you intentionally go after the ones that you're wanting to be a part of this program. I remember when I pastored that I learned very quickly That just announcing something and saying, hey, if y'all want to come, come, that's not going to get you a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of participation. Unfortunately, I wish it worked like that. And maybe it would work for you. But for me, that did not work. What I learned is. I had to intentionally go after the people that I felt like needed to be in that particular group or whatever it is that I was doing. And so for this particular program, again, in the logistics side, you'll be deciding all of these things for your discipleship journey. Who is it that you're going after? And then when you get into the recruitment side, you go after those people. You specifically go to them. And as the leader, it means so much to the individual if you will go to them and say, hello, hello. I want you to be a part of this new resource. You're valuable to me. You're valuable to this ministry, to this church, and I want you to be a part of this resource or to this program in this journey. I value you enough and I want to see you grow in the ministry. I want to see you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So come and be a part of this. It lets them know that they're wanted, that they're valuable, and that their life has purpose. So go and find the people. Be intentional about the people you want in your program. Go recruit them. The fifth thing is training. And this is where you begin to put down on paper and and write down exactly how you're going to train your people. This is getting into the meat of your journey now. The disciples needed to be trained before they entered into ministry. Why didn't Jesus just tell the disciples after he called them, okay, now go? It's because they needed a lot of training. You did, and I did as well. And I still need a lot of training. If you just want to know the truth, and so does the people that are in your ministry. So you you need to train them. And how are you going to train them? What are you going to do? And so discipleship journey goes into that detail a great deal, and you can it will help you to find great training materials so that you can um, so that you can adequately train your people. The sixth step is serving. So this is, again, in the, meat of the, in the meat of the journey here, and this is serving. I found when I was pastoring that if I could get people outside of the church and we get into the community and we serve other people, that that lit a fire under or in, I should say, uh, the hearts of people much more than my preaching ever did. Seeing people's lives changed, changed the lives of the people who in ministry. It changed my life the first time I was able to help somebody and see a smile on their face and see how that it helped them. And it will help the people that are in your ministry context, in your discipleship journey. It will help them also to get more involved in ministry, to get more involved in church, to want to come to church. When they serve others, it will bless them so much. And so when Jesus called the disciples, In Matthew 4, 19, just a few verses later, it said that Jesus went about all of Galilee teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. What did that do for the disciples that followed Jesus? Did it make them want to just go home and not be around Jesus anymore? Absolutely not. Man, it set them on fire, and they couldn't wait for the next day and the next day. And serving is so important to your discipleship journey. I cannot emphasize that enough. You got to get the people outside the four walls of the church and you got to get them out there serving. And the last step for um, the approach, the last step to your, uh, to your journey is community. Is not only do you need to get them trained or get them in a training program, not only do you need to get them serving. But you need to get them in a community with each other of like-minded people, whether that means the people in your group or in a, a close to the, close to their age or or maybe uh, the particular type of of, of of vocation that they're in, you get them into a group where they spend time together, not serving and not really, you know focusing on diving deep in God's word, but fellowshipping with one another. How many times did Jesus and then the disciples just get together and talk? I don't think they always talked about ministry. I don't think they always talked about uh, uh, the Word. I think they laughed a lot. I think they had a good time together, and it bonded them closer together. And so the last thing you want to do with your discipleship journey and the people in your journey is you want to get them together and enjoy each other's company. Enjoy being a follower of Jesus, enjoy being a, a friends with one another, and then uh, the, the book Discipleship Journey ends with resources, and we'll talk about resources in the next episode because I want to make sure I spend enough time talking about how you gather resources together for your journey, but today we spent most of our time talking about the approach, which is the seven steps of discipleship journey. So I hope that you join me next time. And I hope that some of the things that I've shared with you today has lit a fire in your heart to get out there and and implement a discipleship journey within your ministry, within your church and your context. And again, you can go to Amazon and you can type in my name, Matthew Turner, or you can type in Discipleship Journey and you can purchase your own copy. I believe it's just under $10. So it's very inexpensive. And I think it will be a great help to you and your ministry.
0: Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner. We hope this episode has encouraged and inspired you on your faith journey. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others who might benefit from these conversations. Until next time, keep seeking Jesus and growing in your discipleship journey.